Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Property and Lending Podcast. As always, we have Ferdy and Mark with us. How are you, gentlemen? Good. Been a long time. I know. <laughs> In a strange coincidence, we're all wearing the same clothes. Exactly. The same clothes. Strange. So weird. It's my party trick. <laughs> um, uh, this episode, episode nine, which is cool, almost at milestone 10. Um, we thought we'd talk about um, fixed versus variable loans um, and what the differences are. Is there a difference when it comes to investing in property? Um, there's obviously a difference between the two products. Um, and who better to speak to this about than the two property lending geniuses? Um, so, Mark, uh, do you want to start, I guess, by telling us uh, what's a fixed, what's fixed, what's variable, what's the difference? What's going on? Um, so when you come to get a loan for a, when you come to get a home loan, there are different um, products that you can pick. Um, so mm -hmm. fixed loan products are by nature, like it says in the name, it's fixed. So it's, it's, it's can't change. Um, even if the market, even if the banks want to increase the rates, if you're locked into your loan product, it won't move. Um, typically you can pick between one and five years. Um, as you move um, to, longer terms so the two year to the three to the four to the five typically the interest rate is higher because there's more uncertainty um, and the banks obviously want to cover themselves so um, a fixed loan product is um, an interest rate does does not change for the loan term that you pick um, that fixed loan also um, when you come to apply for the rate a lot of people think that it's locked in from the day that you apply for question that we get um your fixed rate is actually only fixed on settlement date unless you lock in your rate so there is a way that as soon as you apply for your refinance or for your purchase you can't do this with pre-approvals um you can choose to lock in your rate on that date and then it won't change even if the fixed rate changes before settlement date as long as your broker elects um the fixed rate uh, unless your broker sorry elects to lock in the rate um there are fees obviously involved to lock in the rate. So banks typically either charge 0.15% of the loan amount or 0.1% or there's a fixed um, amount that they charge. So like, for example, $500 is one that one of the lenders charge. So um, you can lock in your rate from the day that you put your application through, um, but there's, there's a fee involved. Um, so fixed um, variable, like in the name, it will change according to the, the market. Um, so typically right now we're seeing variable rates at discounted so they're very low compared to the fixed rates at the moment because everyone's sort of preparing for the rba to increase the cash rate in the coming months several times um, and the banks have already reacted since november last year every month there's been increases in the rates from pretty much all lenders across the market um, so the fixed rates have gone up since then variable rates have actually continued to come down um, and now they're like holding quite low um, but they will react according to the cash rate according to when that changes um yeah so that's the difference variable can change fixed car okay um from the bank's perspective 
do they have a preference? Do they prefer clients be fixed or variable, or is it not a difference? And, and is there a is there a preference in terms of immediately getting this loan as a fixed or variable? As well, if I was currently on fixed or if I was currently on variable, in terms of getting another loan in the future, is there a preference from the bank? Um, so if you're, I'll go, that's good. No, no, go, go. I was just going to say, like, if you're, if you chose, for example, interest only, whether you're variable or fixed, the bank is always trying to force you to do principal and interest because in the bank's eyes, they want to see that you're paying down the loan um, because it's less risky for them that way. Um, in case you end up going bankrupt, they want the loan on the property to be as low as possible so that they can recoup that when they sell it. Um, so in terms of interest only and principal and interest, they absolutely want to force you to principal and interest. If you're if it's your primary place of residence, so it's unoccupied, it's you'd be hard pressed to find a lender that will even let you do interest only. Um, but in terms of whether the lender has a preference for fixed or variable, every business development manager I talk to at the moment always says, and this is across like this is tens of BDMs working in different banks across the last fortnight. All of them have said the same thing. Our bank does not have an does not have. Um, an appetite for fixed rates at the moment, which is why when you look at the rates, it's so hard to swallow your pride and lock in that rate because it's just so, so high compared to October last year. Yeah. So the, the bank wants you to be on a variable in. At the so moment. It's seasonal. It's seasonal. Okay. And so what, seasonal. What, what circumstance do they want it to be? They, or do they prefer to be fixed? Where would they want you to be fixed? When it's the the highest, they want to fix you at the highest rate as possible. That's just on a strip. Yeah, and also if they forecast the rates to come down soon, um, they would probably want you to fix it at a higher rate before things come down. At the end of the day, the bank's not there to help um, people as bad as that sounds. They're there to make money. So um, when the bank wants you to do fixed, it's probably not the best time to do fixed. And when they want you to do variable. Um, it may not be the best time to do variable for you. Yeah. Okay. It's very okay, circumstantial makes... as well because even even if it is a good time to fix your product, if you're about to sell your property or you're looking to refinance soon, or for whatever reason you're looking to do anything that's breaking that contract that you're about to make with the bank, there's going to be hefty exit costs potentially. So um, it's also important to understand the pros and cons of variable and fixed to understand that it's not just about the rate, it's about also the fees involved. And it's also about, can I break this and change? Is it flexible? How about those, um, the loan features involved with variables that you don't get on fixed and several other things involved? Yeah, I've got a few questions around that. But before, before I ask those questions, I was gonna ask, so if I have a loan currently, uh, existing loan, when I'm, and I'm applying for a new loan, does the, does it, the fact that it's fixed or variable have an effect on getting a new loan, such as an interest only would, or is it not really a, a concern? It just depends if you're leaving that lender. So the way that works, let's say you argument's sake, let's say you've got a, a fixed home loan with one of the lenders, let's say X bank, um, and you've got a loan down, you're looking to make a new purchase for an investment opportunity. Now you can, if you're going to stay with that bank, leave the fixed portion on its own you can do a top up or a split to take a cash out 
which will go down as an investment split with most lenders. There are a few lenders out there that are laid to take out cash out for unoccupied rates. But it would be a split for an investment and you use that amount to purchase another property with. If you're looking to refinance your whole property and you're wanting to break that fixed term to move banks, that's where costs can be incurred. So the way it really works is, let's say, for argument's sake, I'm on 2% interest rate been fixed for two years. By year in, I'm like, you know what? No, I want to move lenders. I'm not happy with this lender or another lender can give me a little bit more money. I want to break this term. On that day, we'll start off on that day, the rate being with that lender for the exact same product that I'm on is at 2.29. So it's increased by 0.29%. The way the bank says that, oh, okay, no worries. You want to break a lower rate to go on a higher rate? That's fine. We're not going to charge you that much um, exit fees. So you're really looking at zero exit fees except the discharge costs, which each lender is different. It's usually between $250 to $500 whenever you're leaving a bank. But if that rate was lower than the 2% that was on, so let's say it was at 1.95%, the way the banks say is like, no, wait a minute, you're on 2% now and you want to break that term to go on a lower interest rate, we're going to charge you a certain fee, which is calculated on a daily basis by each lender to get out of that contract. And that's what that breakage is. And that might not be worth for you to leave that lender to go purchase another property. You might have to stick to that lender and do another second split to purchase another property. So there always is an option for you to do that. It just depends on the scenario. Yeah. Okay. So case by case. In servicing, there's no, uh, there's no difference. Like your rate gets put on the calculator, your term remaining gets put onto the calculator, and then it's uh, it's a bit from that. Mean. Sorry, I, you completely cut out on my end. Yeah, Mark, you uh, cut out. Can you just repeat? Fix the word. Yeah, there you are. Yeah. I don't know if you um, can <laughs> Your question was about the servicing. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. Oh. Um, I, from the question about servicing as well, um, if you're on fix now, if you can get another ray, can you hear me? Yeah, it's cutting out big time yeah, now. It's cutting out, but for the most part, you're there. Okay, don't worry about me. <laughs> I feel like it was a good point, whatever you were talking about. I'm sure it was. Um, I, I feel like you were talking about the serviceability, and which is what is some, which is what I wanted to know. Though, so uh, yeah, yeah, you, I think you are back. Your screen's come back to normal. So if you want to go again. <laughs> Uh, we'll try one last time if it breaks up, like Fetty can continue. Um, so, um, yeah, in terms of servicing on the calculator, we put down your loan term remaining. We put down your interest rate, your repayments, and your um, the loan, um, the credit limit left, so the balance plus any redraw or whatever. Um, but in terms of is it better to be on fixed now to borrow more later or variable now to borrow more later, essentially you just want to be on the lowest interest rate as possible now with the lowest repayments now to borrow more later, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, beautiful. We got there at the end. Thank you for persisting. <laughs> um, when it comes to releasing equity, if if you are on a fixed uh, term, can you release equity? Does it affect trying to release equity? Do you have to pay a fee, as you were mentioning before? What are what are the cons of being on a fixed term or fixed loan? So I think um. Just to start off with, is, like I said before, in regards to fixed and variable, it's very seasonal in regards to when you can fix your interest rates or you can go for a variable rate that's a lower variable rate. We'll use the last three years, for example. 
So you, we'll start with prior to COVID. So prior to COVID, we're looking at rates. I had customers look, you know, fixing rates in for three point seven five percent for three to four years, and I think the variable rates at the time were just above the four percent. So they're at the four point two, four point three percent. And before COVID, well, you know, again, customers are looking for that lower interest rate to hold on to that lower interest rate as long as possible. Um, and then we saw a huge drop in those rates. We saw like record-breaking interest rates on the market that you know not none of us has actually ever seen. Um, so prior to COVID, you still see a lot of lenders going for that fixed rate, which is I think the main thing is is those um, guaranteed like budgeting and forecasting for over the next two to three years. I use myself for an example. When I purchased my house, I wanted to know for that for the next two to three years, I only have to make that specific amount every month that I was comfortable with, and it's not going to change. With variable, obviously, we already all know that can change at any time. And we don't really, as we can see, and Mark was mentioning before, where the banks are already increasing those fixed interest rates, the banks really don't need to wait for the RBA to increase the, the cash rate, do they? It's been at one no. for the last year nearly. How, how long has it been that it's been stuck at point one? Long time. A long nice. time. So Close to two years. Eighteen yeah. months. Well, there you go. I, I thought it was close to a year. So it's nearly close to two years. And then you're finding lenders now increasing the rate. So that, that doesn't make a difference. That's why I'm always speaking to customers. Like, oh, do you reckon the RBA is going to increase? I'm like, I'm not too sure. Probably not. But that doesn't mean the banks aren't. Um, now that we've shifted through, again, we went through COVID. We got down to rates and customers like, oh, should we fix it for one? Should we fix it for two? Yeah, customers fix it for five years because people believe we're never going to see these rates again, which I thought as well. Um, and we saw a lot of I mean, I've never seen a lot of customers fixed rates between four to five years. But hey, coming out of COVID now, man, I'm even spewing that I don't need to fix my rate for four to five years. You know what I mean? To keep that lower repayment for the next couple of years. And now that we're coming out of COVID, we're seeing a shift where, like Mark was saying, rates are going close to 4%, back to 4% for fixed interest rates. And we're seeing a huge shift in regards to people going on variable rates because they're a lot more lower at the low 2%. Now, one thing I got explained to me during the COVID period is that the bank at 1.98, at 1.79, I think the lowest rate I saw at the time was at 1.63%. The banks weren't really happy at the time because they weren't really making money. Now we're seeing banks shift their rates, their fixed rates up to push customers to go towards the variable rates that we both know can move at any time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think the the the, the... When it comes to variable, the clear negative, well, it's very clear. It's variable. It can go up. Uh, yeah. It might not. It may go up. You have no control. Around the fixed, obviously, the, the positive, the, the major positive is whatever your interest rate is that you've locked in, it's locked for X amount of years. You can budget. You can forecast. You can whatever. You're happy. If it goes up, it goes up. It doesn't affect you. If it goes down, well, unlucky, but you're still happy with the rate you got. Yeah. What what are the, what are the negatives? Is can you you know is releasing equity an issue? Uh, can you have an offset account with no. with fixed? What what are the other side? What's the other side to having a fixed? Where besides the interest rate going down and you can't you know take advantage of that? What's the other side to it? Where so if we're looking at like the products and features with fixed, you're restricted to a certain extent. So with variable, we also know we can make as much lump sum payments or extra repayments to the mortgage. With fixed, you are still able to make extra repayments, but you're limited. For example, some lenders would be like, over a two-year period, you can you know, make up to $30,000 extra repayments over that two years. So 
ideally $15,000 extra a year. So if you believe you're not going to make over that 15K, it might push you towards the fixed interest rate. Because you also want to make extra repayments, but you don't think you're going to be making more than that 15K. Where variable, you can put 200K in the next day. It doesn't really matter. It gives you that flexibility. Also, variable gives you an offset account where there are products out there with fixed rates. I know, Mark, I think there's a few lenders that will allow you to do one-year fixed with a 100% offset account. There's other lenders will allow you to use a one-year fixed up to 40% offset account. And I think some of our second or third tier lenders will allow you to have a 100% offset account with any of their fixed products as well. So there are options out there. It, just get, it gets restricted, obviously, when you're looking at fixed. So I would say fixed, you're a little bit more restricted to the features that you can have. You... you are allowed to obviously make the extra repayments. You are able to get the offset accounts, but it all comes down to the lender as well. Is uh, interest only a option with fixed as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And regarding the equity, uh, no issues regarding releasing equity? Unless normal- there's really no issue. Like I said, if you're on a fixed product, you can put a second split to that home to release equity. You can top up on your home loan. It's just a second mortgage on your home loan with the same lender. Yeah. The only time we... If you go to a separate lender, that's when you, again, it just depends on what rate you're on the time and what rate is on the market at the time as well. You might be up for some breakage costs and it may not be worth it. So yeah. in 2009, when the rates were about 8.87% and people were like, this is the best it's going to be. And I know like people got locked into 10-year fixed rates at 8.87%. So when it came to 2012 and 2013 and in the mortgage space, people were like, Okay, well, obviously, we want to get down to the 4% that was at the time. Um, yeah. It wasn't worth it for them because the breakage costs were between 25000 to thirty-five k because of that huge drop in the rate. You went from 8.87% down to 4%. The bank was charging. They're like, okay, no worries. You want to break your fixed rate? You want to leave that high rate that we got you on and we're making money off to go on to the fourth? We're going to make our money somewhere. And what we do is a calculation where there's going to be a financial benefit for them to actually break the loan. We found a lot of people because of the... That's a yearly repayment for an average home loan, as we all know. It wasn't going to be... Unfortunately, it wasn't financial benefit for a lot of people to do so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that main risk is, especially if you're going to be fixing that rate for a long time. And I, that's why Mark was saying, you find most lenders now only allowing you to fix up to five years. There are certain lenders out there not lenders that we see a lot in regards to doing a 10-year fixed, but I think since 2009, we, we haven't seen a lot of the 10-year fixed. And I, I, I personally don't think anyone should fix for that long because you're pretty much saying nothing's going to change for a whole decade. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. Big assumption. I, I, um, I, I didn't know that you could have a offset account with a fixed. Uh, obviously, there's restrictions around it and probably less of them. Um, uh, we, we, on our end, you know, we like offset accounts. I like yeah, offset accounts and, and therefore I like variable, uh, find the risk of being variable compared to being fixed is less. Um, yeah. because and what are your customers usually going for? Like when customers come and see you, do you, what do you see? Yeah. Basically customers are coming in, obviously are they interest only or principal and interest? Are they going for a variable? Are they going for a fixed? Yeah, I, I, it depends on the stage of their cycle in the property. In, in Sorry, it depends on the stage they are in their property portfolio cycle. So a lot of my customers that come in at the start 
uh, zero properties under their belt, one, and they're in an acquisition phase where the next zero to 10 years, we're buying as many properties as possible. A lot of them are variable interest only offset account. Um, and I don't mean you have differences when it comes to interest only, but from an acquisition perspective, we cash flow is imperative. So if we can reduce our, our, our repayments by going interest only, that's where we find a lot of our clients, uh, that's what they're doing. We have had a lot of clients go on to fixed recently because of how low they have been, um, the, the rates. But again, people we're finding on the tail end of their portfolio, um, it's changing. It's not an interest only anymore. We're looking at P&I. We're looking at paying down debt. Um, we're looking at you know maybe fixing uh, a portion or a couple of their, their loans and then selling and then paying off debt. It really depends on the stage of the cycle they are in terms of building their portfolio. But certainly a large portion of people at the start of their investment portfolio um, are going on variable interest only, having an offset account and throwing all the amounts of money they have into it or the rent, any any salary that they have, whatnot, into the offset account. Because when we do the calculation, yeah, the fixed rate might be lower at times, but even if you're on a higher rate, if you have a lot of money in your offset account, you're going to be paying less long-term yeah. anyway. Um, and you have the flexibility of being able to move around without break costs, break fees, um, and, and just have that money available in the offset. Uh, it just seems easier and less risky than being stuck in something. Um, but a lot of people that go fixed from our perspective or from, from our clients are one or two years. So it's not it's not a major time frame anyway where you know not a huge amount's gonna happen in terms of their personal situation and finances. I think five to ten years becomes a very risky proposition where yeah, it's very hard to predict what's gonna yeah. happen in the next five to ten years. So locking something in, imagine yeah, imagine locking at eight, nine percent and then interest rates went down to one point, whatever. So yeah. you'd probably be very upset. <laughs> so um yeah, on our end, we do leave it to you guys. To, like, we don't really give too much advice or opinion around it, or give our opinion, but advice yeah. not so much. Um, we leave it to to the specialists, which is yourself and Mark, in terms yeah. of what's probably better for them. Um, I, I I like variable. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't like fixed so much, but sometimes you can't argue with the rates, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like to be stuck. Well, there's also an option of the fixed and variable split. So you can have a portion of the loan fixed and you can also have a portion of the loan variable where we are actually seeing a lot of that because for me, I think in regards to first-home buyers that come through, especially if you're going to live in the property, they're looking, well, at the time, they're looking for fixed because they're pretty much putting most of their savings or you know, a lot, a big chunk of their savings into the deposit. They just want that time to recoup. They want that time to just you know, try and get that, you know, save that money back up again, basically. Um, and then you got other people like, you know what, but we do want to be able to make an extra repayment so it can be, have some certainty over a portion of the loan being fixed and give us an option of making as much extra repayments as much as we can into the variable as well. And yeah, one sure. of the main questions that comes up with customers in regards to that, and Mark can attest to that is, as well, is are you going to be paying two separate annual fees? If you're with the same lender, it's only one annual fee. So usually in those sort of scenarios, you have a fixed rate, which comes with an annual uh, uh, package. And with the variable, with the offset account and all those products and features, obviously you're going to be charged an annual fee there. 
But if it's under the same security um, and you've got two split loans, you're only paying one annual fee as well. Yeah. Okay. I tend to I tend to always ask people if you're looking to fix it for like two years or whatever. I always ask people, look, you've got fifty grand sitting there, you've got seventy five, hundred grand sitting there in cash. You're only going to build on it from now on. Um, so instead of um, sort of putting the whole thing on fixed, even if the variable at the time, which is not the case at the moment, but even if the variable at the time is higher, why don't we put that hundred grand in an offset account um, so that you're not paying that extra interest? um that you can avoid so i think it's always important to um think about how much savings you intend to keep locked up just as your emergency cash or if you're um sort of not investing in stocks and everything just goes and sits in the offset until your next property purchase it's important to understand what that figure will look like so you can um sort of split the loan and have it in an offset or have it in the redraw um to lower your repayments yeah i think it's just definitely a case by case you need to look at what your personal finances are going to be like and calculate what works best for you as well. Uh, we've gone over our cutoff time again. <laughs> I'm pretty That's surprised. Mark's That's Mark's fault. <laughs> we spent 20 minutes trying to hear what he was saying. So, <laughs> um, so I look, I think the summary is if you're, if you're not sure, speak to your broker. And, and they'll run some numbers with you and, and see what's the best scenario for yourself. As with everything we always do, speak to your broker. You guys are the geniuses. Um, you know what you're talking about. Uh, anything to add on your end? I can go on a lot more, but because I want to stick to the time. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, yeah. I was just going to say one last thing. Sorry, guys. Um, in terms of um, servicing, at the moment, by electing variable rates, which are at the moment across the board for any bank is going to most probably be lower significantly compared to the fixed rates. Your borrowing capacity is going to be higher at the moment with those variable rates. But it's kind of like a it, it it's kind of like a trap because you're although it's lower now and you can borrow more now at those rates, you just gotta be careful because in four months time the variable rates very likely won't be where they are today and probably will be increasing steadily. Um, so you just gotta keep that in mind as well. If you're using the variable to borrow more, it's important to understand that it will be increasing um, this year. When when they're working out the serviceability um, and you're obviously using a, the buffer amount, the, yeah. the buffer, is that, on, is that separate for fixed and for variable? So it's the same buffer, but there is a floor rate. So um, if you add the buffer, which is at the moment 3% with with the lenders, if you add that 3% to the variable rate, if that is below a certain percentage, they will apply that floor rate, that minimum percentage that that lender wants to apply. Um, but when they add that 3% to the fixed rates at the moment, it is higher than when they add it to the variable. Yeah, okay. So that's why you're having a, a larger borrowing power. On the variable. Yeah. The buffer's applied regardless what you do, interest only principal and interest fixed variable yeah. doesn't matter. Full apply, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Ferdy, since you have so much more to talk about, maybe we can uh have the part two, episode ten, we can continue talking about no. it and maybe interest only and we'll we'll discuss <laughs> why you're wrong and I'll we'll get like, haters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh as always, thank you, Ferdy, thank you, Mark, for your for your expertise. Um, thank you everyone for listening in uh, you can find us obviously on Spotify Apple, YouTube, everywhere 
the boys will put their socials up. Just find them, follow them, link them, press them, enjoy it, listen. <laughs> I think it's time to go. MC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, gentlemen. See you next no time. See you guys. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.